Good morning, and we bid a welcome to the superintendent of the Sunman Dearborn Community Schools, Dr. Andrew Jackson. Good morning to you, Dr. Jackson, on this uh, snowy and icy Thursday morning. Good morning, Thomas. Great to be with you and your listeners. All right. We'd love to have you. And, of course, a lot of things uh, going on in the Sunman Dearborn uh, Community School Corporation, not the least of which is the uh, school corporation releasing its uh, 2022 through 2026 five-year financial forecast. And uh, that was at the uh, January Board of Finance meeting. And uh, could you give us a little rundown as far as uh, what the findings were? Absolutely. Uh, a little bit of background. Uh, Summit Dearborn had some uh, variations in finances back uh, from 2000 through, through about 2015, where they would have a very positive cash flow and then have a negative cash flow. So um, we decided that uh, it's something I actually stole from Ohio. When I came here from Ohio, it's something that's required in Ohio to to look at your uh, a longer forecast to make sure you're um, financially stable. So we started that back in 2017, and we uh, provided that each year to the board in January so they can look at how the finances look for the next five years. So when we make decisions about uh, future programming, future salary and benefits increases, we can not just see what it, how it affects the current budget, but the budget moving forward. So we've done this for several years, and, and you know we, we are in a very uh, stable, solid financial uh, uh, place right now. Uh, the board has worked very hard to make some decisions a few years ago to put us where we are today, and it shows that a couple things. One is that we have the capacity to continue to provide uh, raises uh, in salary and benefits for our employees because one of the um, goals of our strategic plan was to be the highest paid in southeastern Indiana due to the uh, staffing shortages with teachers and other staff. So, uh, so we can continue to uh, have uh, top-notch teachers at some in Dearborn. So that's part of our goal. So that shows that obviously we can continue to do that. And, but we can also withstand any kind of downturn in the economy that may be happening in the future. And there's been a lot of ups and downs the last couple of years in the economy in general where a couple of years ago we were we were told we could see a state funding cut and be prepared for it, which we did, and then we ended up seeing a significant increase just about a year and a half later. So the financial forecast shows our ability to withstand fluctuations from the state revenue, but also uh, to continue uh, providing uh, programming in, uh, improvements and raises and benefits and increases for our employees as well. So very proud of it. Uh, the board has done a lot of work, and um, it's kind of kind of coming to fruition now uh, with our financial forecast. Yeah, and I imagine a lot of uh, tough decisions were uh, made along the way, uh, not only by uh, administration, but also, of course, also the uh, the school board as well. Yeah, you know, one and is is the uh, closing and the moving of North Dearborn Elementary School. So we reconfigured our schools. We moved uh, North Dearborn Elementary School into our intermediate school and reconfigured our grade levels. Uh, through doing that, we've changed our elementaries to K-5. They were K-4. We changed our middle school from a 7-8 to a 6-8, and then we... Um, uh, are able to move the North Dearborn Elementary School students into the old Summit Dearborn Intermediate School. Um, so that was one difficult decision. I know it was um, somewhat emotional for uh, some of our community members regarding that, and it was a very difficult decision for the board, but that's, that's one decision they had to make. A couple years ago, we actually froze salaries for one year uh, because we were uncertain with the pandemic what was going to happen, and we were being told that we would see a de decrease, potential decrease in state funding. 
that didn't happen. Uh, the board ended up paying the raises retroactively to our uh, staff once we realized we had the money and funding to do so. And then we actually gave this past school year, this current school year, we gave the lar- one of the largest raises uh, in, in the school history to our staff, which was um, uh, over 9% to our staff, which made up for last year and, and this year as well. So, yes, they've had to make hard decisions, and um, they've done it. You know, they've been very prudent with it, and which has put us in a place we are today. All right. And then uh, looking ahead to uh, something else that uh, has uh, been in the news lately, the fact that uh, Sunman Dearborn Schools uh, has uh, is keeping book bills for all students uh, the same level, $25 uh, for the 2022-23 school year. Yes. So uh, several years ago, uh, the our, our foundation, it was it's called the Sunman Dearborn Schools Endowment Corporation, was formed back in, I think, 2003, 2004, and it has provided small grants uh, for teachers to, uh, they can apply, and they um, typically would give a total of about $250,000 a year towards these grants, um, with about 90000 or so set aside to, to subsidize book bills, and they would give all of our um, all of our parents, you know, a 40 to $50 uh, subsidy on their book bill. Well, a few years ago, we decided, let's look at this differently, and how can this endowment best support our students and our families? And the endowment decided to change how they're doing it and uh, double the amount of money that they subsidize towards the book bill. So what happened is they, they actually give the corporation $200,000 a year towards that, and so that pays for all the textbooks the board has waived all classroom fees. So we used to charge, for example, a high school biology class may get charged $30 because they do a dissection or something like that. They've now absorbed that into our education fund budget, and we pay that ourselves out of our education fund budget for all the supplies we need. In fact, last year we even bought the supplies for our elementary students, you know, the supply list you typically get, which is a pencil bag, you know, some pencil pens, things like that. Uh, notebooks, we purchase all that for elementary students as well. So for our elementary students, they don't even have to provide supplies for their for their children. And then our high school, middle school um, still have to su- provide some supplies, but the book bills are for everyone is $25, which is uh, just a small technology fee to help offset the cost of the Chromebooks that we've replaced every four to five years. So very excited about to be able to continue to do that. I, I believe this is our fourth year uh, be able to provide that for families. And, you know, I, I have a student in high school. My my last one's in high school, but we have, uh, he'll be a senior next year. We have several, you know, families that have two, three, and even four students in our schools at the same time. They may have a high school, middle school, and a couple elementaries. So it's not uncommon that we have some families in August that would have six, $700 worth of book bills, particularly if you have a couple high school kids and one in the middle school, because those can get um, even uh, higher because of some of the classes we're taking. So uh, the foundation really believes that's that's a huge benefit to our families and a huge help financially in August when you're taking care of school clothes for the next school year and all the other things that come up with sports-related and everything else, that that's one thing they're relieved of. And, and it's been very popular with our families, obviously. And, of course, uh, I understand that the, found, the Endowment Corporation has uh, – Awarded over uh, $3 million in grants since its uh, founding 19 years ago. So that uh, seems like uh, they've uh, been really stepping up. Yes, yes. That foundation has provided extensive grants over the almost 20 years now. Uh, it's funded primarily through Riverboat Gaming uh, that we receive. Um, part of that, when the Riverboat came to Lawrenceburg, they had to set up a, 
a uh, gaming distribution, and so we get some money into our endowment for that, and that endowment is is pretty much funded fully through that, and then we uh, the endowment shares that with our families. All right, and with that, we're going to go ahead and take a quick timeout, and we'll continue our visit with Sun and Dearborn School Superintendent Dr. Andrew Jackson right after this. Don't adjust your radio. The sound that you hear is your stomach. You're having trouble focusing. You can't recall your last meal. You're trapped in the hunger zone. The solution, Batesville to go. Let to go deliver a hot, fresh meal to your home or office whenever hunger strikes. To go delivers the best food from local restaurants. Visit us online at togodelivers.com or call us at 812-727-8800. Batesville to go. Big city convenience, small town taste. And welcome back. I'm Tom Snape as we continue our conversation with Sunman Dearborn Community School Superintendent, Dr. Andrew Jackson. And uh, Dr. Jackson, the um, building project uh, continues on. And uh, what's the status of that? Well, uh, it's it's a very uh, wide array of projects that we're doing with the building project. So it's moving along. Uh, uh, we're having great luck with even the supply issues that we're seeing out there, we're able to modify the schedule and adjust it and still stay um, on, on time and on budget. So those are two important pieces. The big, the big, you know, the biggest building we're doing is the new natatorium, obviously. And so we'll take occupancy that of August of this summer. Uh, they are actually currently uh, pouring the floor and the walls of the pool uh, that will be finished in the next couple of weeks, and they actually fill that pool up with water to test uh, the concrete. Then they drain it all, and then they put the tile and all that in there. So they're finishing up that. The exterior cladding, there's various cladding that goes. There's some metal cladding, some uh, cast stone, brick, uh, glass, and all that. That's being done on the outside. The roof is it's under roof already, and that's finished up. And then all the landscaping and asphalt around it and curbing. So when it's all finished, um, the campus of the East Central Middle School and East Central High School will be kind of one unified campus with the athletic entrance, a separate boulevard for our high school students and parents, a separate entrance, uh, parking for our middle school staff and parent pickup and drop off. Um, and then in the evening, all that can be for ex- uh, extra space for a tennis natatorium connected with walkways. And we have the new turf on the softball and the baseball and all that's been connected with walkways and additional parking back there as well. So that's the most visible part is that back space. But then we're doing so much more inside the buildings as well. And a lot of it that people don't see, Um, you know, the middle school was built in the mid 80s and and there's some original mechanical equipment. So literally the middle school is we, we call it the extreme makeover. If you remember the show way back when called the extreme makeover, it's one of those type situations where. Literally every finish is being replaced. So new ceilings, new lights, new paint, new carpets, new flooring, uh, new gym floor painted, uh, all new locker rooms for our students for PE, um, new classroom furniture that's being installed, and all new mechanical systems. The only thing we didn't replace is the metal roof because we believe um, we, we found some isolated leaks that we ad- addressed, but we believe we have probably about five to ten more years on that roof, so we didn't want to replace it prematurely. But all new mechanical systems, new boilers, uh, new chillers. And then we're expanding the front office area, and we're also expanding the kitchen. And then the old high school pool becomes an additional PE space for the middle school. Uh, there won't be any stands or anything like that in there, but it'll be an all-purpose floor. I'll have some basketball courts in, the, in there and a fitness center in there for our middle school students as well. 
So that all happens um, next school year on those last pieces of it because we have to wait till the new pool is ready and have that commissioned in use before we can uh, do the old pool. And so that is all happening. The high school is getting this beautiful culinary lab that will be up and running in probably the next four to six weeks. We're waiting on the last couple pieces of equipment, and that will support our college credit culinary lab. If, if people go out to our Facebook page, uh, just Google, uh, search Summon Dearborn on the Facebook page, and you can see some of those pictures. It's a beautiful state-of-the-art uh, culinary lab that would rival some small colleges. Um, we had several new classrooms redone at the high school as well. Um, all three of our elementaries have improved um, playgrounds for our students, all new finishes as well with carpets. They all receive new roofs. Um, there are some various mechanical pieces. Uh, Summit Elementary's gym has never been air-conditioned. It's now air-conditioned. The boilers at Bright Elementary have been replaced. The chiller at North Dearborn Elementary has been replaced. We've expanded some parking. So, you know, there's a lot going on with our building project. It's a lot to maintain. Um, Lancer plus BB are the architects out of Indianapolis, and they're they're well known in this area because they're doing some work at South Dearborn and at Lawrenceburg as well. And Maxwell Construction, locally owned, they're doing an excellent job ma- uh, managing this very complex and um, pretty, in terms of the scope, it's pretty extensive scope of this building project. You know, Maxwell Construction is no stranger to some in Dearborn and, and the three primary owners are parents of ours. Um, uh, the founder of Maxwell Construction is John Maxwell Sr., who was a former board member, in fact, was on the board when I was hired. And they, they obviously have a very vested interest in this building project as, you know, community members and parents as well. And they're doing a fantastic job with it. And we're very excited about um, what we're able to provide for our students and families with this new building project. And the way it was timed, Tom, and, and financed is, is as some debt was coming off, this was replacing it. So we were able to do it without increasing our tax rate. In fact, our tax rate uh, last year was the second lowest in the history of the corporation, and it, it went up a little bit from $1.15 to around $1.16 this year, but it's still that very low, stable tax rate, which is the lowest it's been in, in, in a while. All right. Well, what, a wide-ranging project uh, or projects, uh, you know, plural, no doubt about it. And uh, so, uh, you know, we can, of course, keep an eye on that. And uh, also... Um, of course, the, uh, the North Dearborn uh, Elementary uh, School, the old building, uh, that, of course, is coming down. But also another um, uh, building that's uh, involved with a, a demolition project is the Annex. Pro- is the annex. Now, is this the, uh, the building that used to house the uh, corporation offices on Lawrenceville Road? No, I'm sorry. That that is the old North Dearborn Elementary School. We just called it internally call it the Annex. Oh, but that's okay. actually the former North Dearborn Elementary School, and, okay. and that is coming down currently. Uh, Woldridge Construction out of Southern Indiana is is the contractor on that. Uh, they are they're taking it down rapidly. In fact, I would say 80 percent of the building is gone. Um, it's down to dirt. Footers removed and everything. Uh, there's a couple piles that they are slowly getting rid of with this ice and rain and snow. I'm, I'm sure that will slow them down for a couple of days, but they'll get back at it next week. And then once they remove all the all the building and the footers and the foundation and everything, they'll come back and they'll remove uh, the sidewalk and asphalt in the, fr- very, the front of the building. They'll, they'll leave the football field that we use for our Trojan youth program and, and the drive around there, and then they'll come back. Once the once the weather allows, and they'll seed it in straw, and they'll it'll basically return to a, a, a pasture or meadow kind of look with with the grass there. All right. So again, uh, that's the uh, 
former North Dearborn Elementary uh, School building uh, demolition. And uh, anything else, uh, Dr. Jackson, before we let you go this morning? I think we've covered a lot, Tom. I appreciate the opportunity to talk about the great things going on at Summon Dearborn and, and just want to end with thanking our staff for how hard they're working to keeping our kids in school this year. Uh, we, we've made it through the most recent wave with the uh, um, COVID-19 and the Omicron, and uh, we, we certainly have seen a drastic decreases in cases this week. And so we think we've been through the worst of it finally, and, and we've been able to stay in school, like, like many schools in this area have been able to do that. So I want to just give our staff a shout out and tell them how much we appreciate what they're doing. All right. Well, Dr. Andrew Jackson with Sunman Dearborn Community Schools, Superintendent, we appreciate you joining us this morning. Thank you, Tom.